This episode of the Open Micers Podcast is brought to you by Aquaries Productions. You can make sure to follow them at Aquaries Entertainment on Instagram and Facebook. And it's also brought to you by that dirty motherfucker, BJ DeBlow. He knows what he did. He would have started his own podcast, but he was too chicken shit. Let's start the show. Wednesday night, and it's time for the Open Micers Podcast. My name is Jason Robbins. I get paid to insult people on podcasts. My name is Jacob Craig. And tonight, you know this man from America's Got Talent. America's Got Talent, the champions, because he did so well on America's Got Talent. And you can see him live at the Stardome Comedy Club, August 27th through the 29th. You have plenty of opportunities. Please welcome Ryan Niemiller to the show. How you doing today, Ryan? Ooh, I'm good, guys. How are you? Thanks for having me. Good, good. Glad to have you here, man. I've been Excellent. looking forward Excellent. to this. Excellent. Uh, well, well, we'll see how it goes then. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I, that's a little pressure. I was going to phone this in, but now I feel like I have to actually, <laughs> if it means so much to you, Jason, I feel yeah. I have to try now. So, so uh, Jacob, you want to start off with some uh, tour dates that people can find? Let's see. Uh, well, for our local listeners, all I have right now uh, at the <coughs> bottom here is the Stardome, August 27th through 29th. But I can look at a full list of dates if you uh, want to circle back. To I, 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 can, I can announce them at the end. For... Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> there we go. We'll, we'll focus on those locals right now because that's, uh, <laughs> that, that, that's coming up next week. So I need to, <laughs> I need to focus yeah. on those people. Yeah, right let's now. try to move some of those tickets. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, man. I mean, we've been really excited to have you on. Uh, I've been really excited personally to pick your brain a little bit. Okay. Uh, I was uh, something that I've always wondered is what's what's the process of getting on America's Got Talent like? I mean, does someone reach out to you? Do you reach out to someone? Do you like what happens? Uh, I mean, for me, it was just being too dumb to stop trying. <laughs> um, uh, uh, like. It took me my fifth opportunity. It took me five years before they said yes. Um, and just kind of as the process went along each time, like initially when it first started, I just showed up at sites. You know, I would just like show up. Like I was living in Indiana at the time. Like, oh, there's one in Cincinnati. I'll drive to Cincinnati and wait in line all day. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. Um, and then eventually what got me officially on, like I think they, they started to get to know me after a while. Uh, like I found out after the fact, my fourth attempt, I was like one of the last cut. <laughs> before they actually, you know, oh, made yeah. the decision of who was coming in to audition for the judges. So each time um, it was like getting a little bit closer each time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, cuz the first time, like at the time I was mad cuz I didn't know any better. Like, but I I I sucked a big fat one. It was <laughs> cuz like you don't know it's one of those things that when you first go on there or like you're trying to audition, you're like 90 seconds, I can be funny for 90 seconds. That shit's easy. Right. And then, like, I so I barely prepared. I was just like, oh, I'll figure it out when I get there. <laughs> and then you get in this big, giant room that has, like, one person and then a camera person, and that's it. I was going like, to ask I'll- you what, what that's like to, to do an audition process like that, because, you know, I, I, me and Jacob, we've done some empty rooms before. And, sure. you know, and then at that point, you're just trying to make the other comedians laugh. But what's it like to be where you're, like, this could be you being on TV. Like, what is that pressure like? Yeah, uh, 
what I did wrong, and, and I knew this after the fact, so like I'll, we'll start with a little advice, I guess, up top for anyone who, oh, if you're yeah. a comedian especially, and you want to audition for America's Got Talent. What I did when I first was doing those first couple auditions was, like comics do, you, you play to the room. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, for instance, if you're doing a comedy club, that's going to be different than if you're doing a dive bar. You know, it's going to be different than if you're doing a college. It's going to be different if you're doing like a, a, a cancer fundraiser. It's going to be different than America's Got Talent live show. Those are all different energies. And comics, we usually like, you, you try to read that energy and be like, so for me, I would go into these auditions and be like, okay, it's like 11 in the morning. I'm in this gigantic room with two people. I'm going to just play to them. What they want to see is what you're going to look like on television. Yeah. So you have to fake it. You essentially have to like pretend that like, hey, I'm in front of television. Like, so it feels weird. That energy feels weird for you in that moment. Uh, so what actually eventually got me the yes to be on the show, I got really lucky in between like my fourth and fifth year. So this was 2018. I had a video kind of randomly go viral. And it was from my, my only TV credit before that. It was for a syndicated show that was on Fox for a few years called uh, Laughs. And my video for that, it was like a four-minute video. Um, it got shared around on the Comedy Juice website uh, by my buddy Steve Hofstetter. He's the one that ran Comedy Juice and did the TV show as well. And it got like 1.7 million views that wow. summer, which, like, which, is, which is good. But like, it's not even like the craziest viral in the world. But like, I was happy. With it. it was the biggest thing I'd done to that point. Yeah. <clears throat> and I was, a- I basically like was able to show AGT, hey, I have this video, and it was of me being on television. <laughs> so once they saw that, they went, oh, that's what he looks like. That's what he can do. <laughs> got it. We'll have him come in now. So yeah. what was that we, like when you finally got picked? Like, what what was that moment like? Uh, it was really surreal. Um, uh, it, it was one of the things like when the the producer called me to say like. Um, hey, you're gonna come and do like audition. Like, I kind of was very stoic about it because it didn't really sink in that it was actually like a real thing. Because they, they let you know months in advance because you have to like prepare your set and send it, you know, you send in more videos and like they polish it and they really make sure it's, you know, what it needs to be. But like when it first happened, I was just kind of like, oh, cool. And she was like, you're really not all that excited for this. And I was like, well, I, I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to keep it, keep my shit together yeah. <laughs> right now. Because it's one of those things, like, I, I've learned a lot in this business. I've been doing it 15 years now. You never want to get yourself too hyped, like, until it actually happens. Mm-hmm. Because AGT, like, just because you audition in front of the judges doesn't guarantee you're going to be on television. They don't, yeah. oh, they don't show all of those. So I didn't want to get, like, in my mindset, like, this is the break. <laughs> Hell yeah, I don't have to sleep in my car anymore. <laughs> and then be, you know, disappointed later. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, something else I've been interested about since you've been on AGT and and you've been on TV so much uh, and you've been doing it for 15 years and you obviously have this this pool of of material that you have. uh, Have you are you at the point now where you're considering maybe uh, shopping around for releasing a special with with Netflix or Comedy Central or anything like that? We're always looking at stuff like that. I mean, that's always kind of part of the thing that happens in the background Um, as far as like. Like, I'll tell you this, this might be a little too inside baseball. Um, Netflix doesn't always treat AGTX like they're real comics, at least initially, you know? Because mm-hmm. that's like, it, it's a talent show that anyone can, do. you know, it's one of those type of things, how they look at it. Um, but, the, but like, the cool thing now, the, the world is so much smaller as far as, like, when it comes to your, like, internet reach. 
you don't have to like before it used to be like hey if you don't get comedy central or like hbo is it really a special <laughs> you know yeah. does it count but like right. now you can do you can do dry bar you can just self-release you know you can be on amazon prime you can do you know one of my best friends he has stuff going on like uh uh tivo and fubi like all these kind of weird stuff and it's doing pretty well like there, there's so many more avenues to do it where you don't have to necessarily only look at the big dog so obviously we're working for that like that's a personal goal of mine to have that but it's not uh uh i know you're looking for maybe like hoping to get a scoop there is no information to uh <laughs> to let out at this time so before yeah. you got uh america's got talent what what was your career like before that were you just doing kind of like open mics and doing you know, book shows here and there, or were you actually like, like touring? So, so I was touring, um, relatively consistently, but you know, it, it's, it's such a stark difference now, uh, between what it was. Yeah. Uh, I, when I got AGT, I think I was like 12 and a half years in at that time, like 12, 12 and a half. Um, so I had been working as like a road feature for a few years at that point. I was headlining, you know, smaller clubs and, and like one-nighters, you know, those random, yeah. hey, this is a, you know, it's an American Legion in Ames, Iowa, <laughs> you know, like those kind of things, you yeah. know, great shows. Like I love doing those shows, but you know, you're making 150, 200 bucks a pop and maybe sell a little merch and, you know, enough to keep the lights on and, mm -hmm. and all that. Uh, and then working day jobs, like, uh, you know, I, I tell this story in my live act right now, but I was, uh, I was working like other jobs at the same time uh until about five months before i got the call that i was doing agt wow so i so like eventually like it was a point like i had a pretty good job and i was like okay if i don't make one more big jump right now i'm gonna regret it so i'm gonna quit this job do comedy full-time and see what happens and luckily i didn't have to wait too long <laughs> before so, it figured uh, itself out so as far as like uh you know the crowds and stuff you're playing to now was that like an immediate thing as soon as uh, america's got talent came out yeah uh AGT is one of the few instant credits yeah. that, that immediately makes this big, you know, like, like getting stuff, for instance, you know, getting tonight show is another goal of mine, but it's not quite the same star making thing that it used to be. Like, it's a cool thing. And it's like, it's the next step that leads you to this, leads you to this. Well, it's still one of uh, those things that, you know, like amongst comedians, it's like, dude, I got to do the tonight show. That's like, you know, that, that's a comedian yeah. thing, you know, like m most normal people probably are just like, who watches the tonight show? <laughs> like, like yeah. for comedians, that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, I, I, I'm not trying to downplay it. Like it, it's a big deal. It's a big deal to me. Yeah. But as far as like making you suddenly like an instant headliner, it doesn't have that same mm -hmm. cash anymore. Um, you know, and it like the way, the reason AGT was so, it's so amazing for that is because you're, you're making all kinds of new fans like like obviously if you get a comedy central special that's awesome but chances are the only people watching that are people who are already comedy fans yeah agt it's a big variety show that has jugglers and singers <laughs> and you know has all this stuff so that like the majority of my crowds uh, it, it's kind of evened out a little bit now where it's just more comedy people but like especially that that initial year mm -hmm. It was people who had never been to a comedy show before. They're not there because it's the comedy club in town. They're there because they get to see the guy they liked on America's Got Talent in person. Yeah. Well, I'd imagine, too, you know, with America's Got Talent, that's such a wide range of demographics that watch that show. You know, like, you know, kids all the way up to, you know, 
probably 60, 70 year olds watch that show. So it's everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things that like, like, I, I, I want to be careful with how I say this. Cause it's like, it's not something where I'm trying to do like, like I'm not trying to stereotype or diminish or anything like that. But generally speaking, I think if you're not, if you haven't experienced it, a lot of people think that it's white families from the Midwest that watch America's Got Talent. It, 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 you know, it, it's very much like a, a Bible belty kind of like, oh, it's yeah, a family yeah. friendly show and all that. Yeah. But like, like I, I was instantly surprised. Like there'd be dudes who have like, you know, for lack of a better word, like just big cholos, you know, like kind of yeah. big, scare, like, like people that like, if I was a scared white guy, I'd be like, oh shit, this guy. And they're like, man, I loved you on the show. You were great. <laughs> so, so it's like that, that show really does hit everywhere um i can always t- I, I was able to tell early on when the show started airing in different countries oh yeah because i would get this influx of like fans and like the amount of like wonderful messages i got from people from like iran yeah wh- which i wouldn't think america's got talent like you know before i experienced it i'm like that show wouldn't do well there but like hey they want to see the accent they like comedy too it, it was like so it's really cool to get to like all walks of life and all around the world, people kind of come in and they're like a new fan base. It's really cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And with the internet as well, I mean, you can truly kind of reach everyone who would be possibly interested in comedy because, you know, if you have Wi-Fi, you have access to that. Um, something I'm curious about right now that I don't necessarily agree with, I want to get your opinion on it because you've actually been in this scenario. Sure. Uh, on the current season of America's Got Talent, we have Cam Bertrand, who's opened for Joe Rogan before. Josh Blue, who has a dry bar comedy special. He's been on Last Comic Standing. I've known that guy for decades. Uh, and the Sklar brothers, who have been, like, grinded it out since the 90s. Tons of TV credits. Isn't this supposed to be something to, like, find talent? Or is it, like, okay that these guys are using this to build their fan base more? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I will say it's more of a marketing thing that I think is a little skewed. Them being on the show does not bother me one bit because right. it, it, it's a situation like you get to be in front of like 10 to 15 million people live and then you're going to be on Hulu after that. Like those clips are on YouTube forever. Like it's a great way to build a fan base. So like I don't fault them at all. Uh, and, and I just know from the, the AGT standpoint, they just want they want an entertaining show. Yeah, yeah, and and and, uh, and and there's so many moving parts that happens to that show. It, it it's you can say it's silly or not. Like like for instance, like Josh Blue, I when I was on AGT, I got compared to Josh Blue a ton because that many people already knew about Josh Blue because right. he won America's yeah. Got Talent, mm-hmm. and then two years later he's following up what I did. You know, it's not like. For, I think on their side, again, they just want good talent. They want they want strong comics. Right. And you, you can talk about like, oh, it's about discovering talent. And like, yeah, to an extent, 100%. I, I was somebody, but like I was a professional comedian for 12 years. Right. It's, yeah. it's, it's not like I was, you know, I think a lot of people have this misconception that that show is people off the street. I'm like, wow, what a right. singing voice. Yeah, yeah. They've never sang in front of people. Like, and, and part of that's like, that's how the show was initially done yeah you know it, it was like it was supposed to like imply that like oh these people he's a bartender but he has this great singing voice and now this could be <laughs> like a modern at, at this, day gong show <laughs> <laughs> exactly but 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 at this point you know it's like 
it's more for people who need a break or need a resurgence. For me, I was already a great comic. That show didn't suddenly make me funny. I was a really good comic who just needed the right eyes on me. And so for me, I was like probably the perfect example. I was I was a professional. I wasn't an amateur comic. I was paying my bills with it. But now I don't ever have to work a day job again. <laughs> you know, so like that's the problem. Right. That's and, all you needed was that, you know, just that one good shot. And exactly. that was it. Yeah, yeah. And, and, we, and we can kind of like, you know, in the comedy world, we can kind of, you know, talk about the merits of like, well, Josh Blue doesn't need it. Well, maybe right. not. But if, they, if someone came to you and was like, hey, you want to be seen by 15 million people? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're going to say yes. You're not going to be like, well, no, this is for the up and come. No, you're going to you're going to get on tele because like it helps. And and even like 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 I was saying before. AGT fans are not necessarily comedy fans. A lot of people watching Josh Blue right now don't know who the hell Josh Blue is. They don't right. they don't know what his background is. They just think he's funny now and they like his story. So like now he has these new like it, it makes total sense I think from all points. And I also get though if you don't like it, vote for somebody else then. You know, like like that's right, kind of the yeah. beauty of it. You get to like vote and choose that. And if, if for you that's too much of a deal breaker, cool, vote for one of the other groups. You know, it's fine. Yeah, that's what I was wondering about from a production standpoint, like how, like why exactly they're having these people on. I mean, obviously, I'm happy to even just see comics on America's Got Talent because, I mean, I, I and I, I think this is true that you're the you're the comic that's made it the furthest on that show, isn't that right? I'm actually the fourth highest finisher. Fourth highest. Okay. So, uh, so there's three comics that finished second place, and I got third. Okay. So yeah, it was uh, uh Tom Cotter. Uh, Taylor Williamson and Drew Lynch all got second. Okay. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I personally just, I'm so happy to just even see comics on there, but I know that, that, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way from the show standpoint a little bit. But now since you've explained that, that does make a lot of sense that, you know, right. the average yeah. person rocking around on the street probably doesn't know these people. Exactly. It's the same thing too, where like a lot of people, one of their biggest um, complaints about America's Got Talent is like, there shouldn't be singers. There's already singing singing shows. Turns out people yeah, like yeah, singing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's still a talent. Like, and, and those people come on the show. It's not like, like, are you going to turn it down? Like, well, I'm going to wait until American Idol says yes, because this is not the, no, you're going to go sing your heart out and try to win a million dollars. Like, why would yeah. you not? Well, you look at somebody like Piff the Magic Dragon, who's been on there multiple times. And, you know, he's on there because, you know, he's just a funny freaking dude. And, you know, he's, he does a magic act as well. And he's still got, like, a huge show that he does in Las Vegas. But, you yeah, know, he yeah. still goes on America's Got Talent. Yeah, He's yeah. been Piff's on multiple great. times. Yeah, yeah. And, and Piff's uh, he's a, he's a good friend of mine, actually. It's, like, one of the cool things about AGT is, like, once you're on the show, it kind of becomes a fraternity. Ooh, we need to, so, so, can so can he, you help us he, get Piff on the show? <laughs> I, I can talk to him. No, but, but, like, that, that's one of the things. Like, like, we had never met before. There was no reason. Mm. But he watched the show. He knows what it was like because he was, I think, two seasons before I was. He liked what I did, and he just kind of reached out to me, and we became buddies. That's awesome. You know, and, 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 and I've kind of done it with some of the other, you know, acts and stuff, too. I've been, like, helping them out when people ask me. I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. Here's what so, you can expect. One of the things I've been kind of interesting, interested about, especially when you go on a show like that, you know, do they like kind of fly you out, put you up in a hotel and like, is it all like all expenses paid? Like, do they take care of everything? For the most part. Yeah. Hmm. I, I mean, I mean, there's because like you're you're the product at that yeah. point. So it, it's always one of the strangest things that people have a complaint about because like you don't get paid per se. 
but like you get paid so it's like they cover your travel they're feeding you they need you there yeah you know so like Mm -hmm. they're doing that and then you know not, not to like make this sound like this is the only thing but like the amount of money that i can command for a gig now compared to before that yeah trust me i'm getting paid like you know it's it's so much <laughs> yeah. better you're getting so on the like, back end <laughs> yeah 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 so, so they they uh I, I have zero complaint they they take such good care of you they they treat you i mean my mom was on, like involved with a lot of like the the tapings and the interviews and all that they took such great care of her it's awesome you know I, I i cannot speak highly enough about how just like cordial and how comfortable they make the acts feel so when they're taping that stuff, you know, that stuff is spread out through, throughout over a season. But how long does that taping process take? Like, is it a week, two weeks? Uh, so for me, from bell to bell, from like finding out I was getting on the show to the, the results show, it was, I think, eight months. Really? Oh, wow. So, so yeah, I, I, got, I got my call around like November or December. It was like late November, early December uh, the year before that was like, hey, we're probably going to have you come audition. You, you tape the, I don't know how it is now. They've kind of changed the format a little bit and, and COVID makes things yeah. weird all over the place. Uh, so I don't want to speak for exactly what it is now. But for me, they I failed my first audition in March. When that went well, they brought me back in uh, April to do the judge cuts. And then when that went well, uh, the live shows weren't until August. And then that's legitimately live. So it's just yeah. like, you know, all that's a, like, it's such a hurry up and wait because uh, after the judge cuts went well, it doesn't air for another two months. Wow! And you can't you can't say anything, <laughs> you know. Right. Like like it, I I I'm not complaining about this because obviously it worked out for me. But I don't know if I'll ever have a weirder feeling than like doing so well through the judge cuts and knowing my life was about to change, but I couldn't anything. tell anybody about it. <laughs> you know, so, so like just like having this anticipation that like. Oh shit's gonna get weird, and I can't talk to anybody. I imagine that's a thick NDA you have to sign for that. Yeah, because I've had to sign quite a few in my day, but that would be scary to sign something like that. Yeah, and you just keep out. Like it's one of those things. uh, Um, my my mom is is the sweetest woman. She is so super supportive. But I literally had to sit her down because my mom is such a proud mom. Mm -hmm. I I had to make sure she fully understood. What it meant, because she was at, you know, she was at the taping, you know, she was at the judge cuts. Like, you're allowed to tell immediate family. You don't have to, like, hide it from your wife or, you know, yeah. <laughs> anything like that. But you can't go on social media. So I had to be, I had to, like, sit my mom down and be like, Mom, I know you're proud. If you tell anybody, you're going to fuck this up for me. You got to <laughs> shut up for two months, and then you can go nuts. <laughs> and to my mom's credit, she was just, mm. <laughs> but she held on. Yeah. She didn't do it, so. And I know for you that you were able to tour in between your judge cuts and uh, semifinals. You actually worked with a friend of ours, uh, Compton, in okay. Florida. I love Compton. Yeah, Compton's a great dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, best yeah. friend of the show, Compton Smith. What's up, yeah, Compton? Uh, yeah, shout out to Compton. You worked with him. And so were you, was that kind of a slow progression or was the, the switch already turned when your judge cuts came out? It, it, it had already kind of turned a little bit. So like, I, I was working relatively consistently before. AGT. Yeah. So like I had bookings, uh, but uh, so what I did, and this was at the advice and, and I would, I would tell this to any other comic who has a really good audition on the show. Um, so my buddy, uh, Samuel J. Comroe, who uh, great comic, I've known him for 10 plus years. He was on the season before me and got fourth overall. So, uh, so he had a good run on there. 
uh, when I kind of talked to him for advice a little bit, uh, he what he told me he did, and, and this is what I did too, and it made perfect sense, is right after that first audition aired, I started emailing every booker I could think of trying to get a full calendar through the rest of the year. Because, like, you don't know, at that point, you don't know how long this is going to go. Right. You know, yeah. like, it, like, because, like, obviously being on the show at all is great. I get those great viral clips. It's fantastic. But if I would have got eliminated in the judge cuts or even, like, the quarterfinals, I'm not headlining Stardome. Like, right. I'll get more yeah. work. I'll have that clip to use. I'll be still doing. But, like, you basically, it's finals or bust for the most part if you, if you were an unknown commodity before that. Yeah. You know, so it's like he basically told me, hey, while that iron's hot off that first clip, book what you can. So there was, like, bookers that reach out to me, and I'm like, hell yeah, I'll be there in, in July, whatever you think. You know, like, you just kind of <laughs> – and I was working when I was working. And the same thing, like, I, I, I knew I lived in Pensacola for a while, so I kind of had worked mm-hmm. in that general Florida, Alabama area. Um, a lot. So I already knew those guys. So I was setting up what I could there, booking like routing other stuff. I was just trying to get what I could because there was no guarantee. At, at the worst thing I was I like for me, if if nothing else happened besides that audition, I at least wanted a good six months of paydays. And then I'll figure it out from there. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, um, and uh oh go ahead. Uh I was just wondering, do you consider yourself uh a clean comic? Or are you kind of just like maybe like Jim Gaffigan in a sense where you're kind of just being yourself on stage and that just so happens to be mostly clean? Um, I, I just consider myself a comic. And, and I know that's a little douchey to say, <laughs> but yeah, let, me, let me kind of explain. Um, so so my, my live show is not clean. It, gotcha. it, it's not it's not vulgar. Like, I, I'm not like I'm not going to surprise you with Andrew Dice Clay or anything <laughs> like that. But I'm an adult. I say fuck occasionally like i talk about real stuff you know like yeah it is um it, it just is what it is uh, but i always told myself when i first started um because i for whatever reason i was like I, I if i'm gonna do this i want to do it right and i always told myself i wanted to have enough bullets in the chamber that i never had to turn a gig down yeah so if you needed me to do a squeaky clean children's party i can do that for you if you need me to do a dirty roast and like roast your dad at a party or whatever, I will tear that motherfucker apart. You know, I, 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 I never wanted to like pigeonhole myself where like I had to turn down a, a down a job because I couldn't do it. And, and that's kind of, that's kind of was with AGT. A lot of people ask like, well, was it hard getting material on there? No, you know, because like I knew ahead of time, like obviously it's, it's prime time NBC. I can't say fuck. Yeah. You know, once you kind of get a lot of that in your brain, like you don't even try to do those. So you kind of like, okay, what else do I got? What what will work for this? The hardest part was getting it down to like two, two and a half minutes and making those make sense and having enough punchlines because you can't, you can't build for two minutes to get one laugh. You got to have the, here's a laugh, here's a laugh, here's a laugh, here's a laugh. Absolutely. Hey, Jacob. Yeah. We got to tell the listeners about Brez Coffee Company. Oh, they're coffee for gamers by gamers. That's them. 100% free trade Colombian coffee roasted right here on the Gulf Coast in Pensacola, Florida. Sounds perfect for all-night gaming sessions, no matter what kind of gamer you are. Video games, tabletop, card games, Brez has what you need to keep sharp. They got all kind of flavors to choose from, like good for gaming light roast or the necro medium. See, I like a good dark roast, like the critical gaming dark. 
You can even add flavors to your coffee, like iCast Fireball, which is a fireball whiskey flavor. Can't decide what you want? Then just try their specialty sample pack. Whatever your coffee of choice is, they got you covered. Head on over to BrezCoffeeCompany.com and use the code OMPODCAST to check out for 10% off of your order. Amazing! I was going to ask you what uh, what your writing process was like. Is it, do you write every day? I don't. Um, I am one of, as far as process goes, I'm one of the laziest writers you will ever meet. <laughs> um, and and, and it, certain things just work for certain people. I, I used to try to sit down, because I, I still have friends to this day who, you know, for one to two hours a day, they sit down with a notebook and they just write and they 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 hope something happens. Anytime I've ever done that, it's all been garbage. Because my brain starts thinking when I'm like, oh, I need to write jokes now. My brain starts going, what do people think is funny? Mm-hmm. And for me, that rarely works. Yeah. Whereas the way that I usually write is I just live my life. You know, I- I'm working on my projects. I'm doing what I'm doing. And then, oh, this really dumb thing just happened. I have an idea now. Make a note in my phone. I try it on stage. That- that's how it works for me. That's exactly how I write. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and it's not right or wrong. The people I, I mean, the people who use the notebooks are incredibly funny too. That's just their process. So some people, when I tell them like, ah, I just try a new bit on stage, they're like, "That's terrifying. You don't even write it out. You don't even, you know." And I'm like, "I just trust my voice that it'll work." And for me, the thought of like sitting down for two hours to write. It just makes me want to just die. Like that doesn't seem, I will never get <laughs> right. anything that way. At least as it stands right now, maybe my process will change as I get older. But for me, I just try to exist. And yeah. then when something funny happens, I try to pay attention. I think yeah. that's the difference between me and you, Jacob, is you're more of a sit down and write every day kind of guy. And I'm more of a, yeah. when it hits me, I'll write down and get as much as I can because I know I'm going to go through a, like a three-week dry spell where I'm yep. not going to write a thing. Yeah, yeah, I'll have the same thing. I, I won't figure out anything more than maybe a tag for like two months. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and then suddenly something will happen and I got 15 new minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and it just works. <laughs> you know, I, and that can be scary, but you just got to trust the process and mm-hmm. what works for you. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I try to generally just come up with new five minutes every week to try out at all the open mics and then grind that out to where it okay this is this is funny this is not keep this discard this yeah because that's the important part that i will tell like any like open mic comics especially if you're kind of developing your voice is it can get you you it's really easy to write too much and, mm-hmm. and kind of what i mean by that like um I, I won't name his name uh but there's a buddy of mine that i have and he's a really funny guy great dude i've known for years uh, he lives in indianapolis right now I used to always joke he had three hours of half-written jokes <laughs> because he ran like two or three open mics. And because you see a lot of the same, you know, in your scene, you're going to see a lot of the same comics over and over. So it's like, mm-hmm. well, you know, Jason and Jacob have heard me tell this joke three times. So I got to have new stuff. Yeah. And the way I was like, I'm like, no, until that joke's ready, you're going to have to hear me say it a fourth time and a fifth Absolutely. time yeah. and a tenth time. <laughs> because as much as I love the other comics, I always try to like, like make it clear to everybody else. like. Hey, you guys are great. You motherfuckers will never buy a ticket to see me because you're right. comics. Yeah. So you get to just come in. What I need, it's the same reason I don't care if my mom thinks I'm funny. See, it's a nice bonus, but my mom gets into every show for free. She's not helping me buy my house. <laughs> right. I need to make sure that regular people think I'm funny 
And if that requires me to make, if you have to hear my same joke 20 times before I think it's ready, you're going to have to deal with that. Yeah. And you, 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 I think that's kind of, you know, not playing to the back of the room because you, you don't want to, uh, you know, not do a joke that you need to work on because, okay, well, there's the same audience member that was, came to my last show and followed me to this show. Like, no, I'm going to target all these other people and not worry about them. Exactly. Yeah, it, it makes me so happy that you're such a pure comic. Like, everything that you're telling me right now is something that I've, I've put into the category of, like, yeah, this is what most pure comics think, is, like, you want to be so versatile. You want to be, you know, the dirtiest you can be and the cleanest you can be. I don't know. Yeah. It just makes, it makes me happy. Yeah, I, I mean, and for some people, I mean, I'm not going to... A lot of people who are super clean have made bank. So I'm oh, not yeah. telling, I'm not, I'm not saying Regan. they're wrong. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to try, like, even though I don't personally think it's funny, I'm yeah. not ever going to tell Jeff Dunham he's doing it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like clearly that dude was sells off theaters and like, so who am I to tell him he's wrong? So like everyone can kind of do their thing, you know, like Brian Regan doesn't have to do roast battles, Absolutely. <laughs> you know, if he doesn't yeah. want to, you know, yeah, he just has to sell out Madison Square Garden yeah. real quick. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's all he's got to do. It's fine. But I'm glad you said that, though, because I think that's one thing uh, uh, comedians need to hear, especially, you know, like, I, I don't know about Jacob, but, but personally, I kind of went through a period where, you know, we, we've been, me and Jacob started roughly the same time. We've been doing it about, you know, four or five years now. And I did get to the point where, you know, you keep doing that. I, I felt like I had to keep coming up with a new set, like, all the time, because you're going to the same open mics, you're seeing the same faces. You know, but that's the other comedians. And you have to re remind yourself that, like, some of these people, you know, that are there, they've never heard this stuff before. So you got to come, like, try to make these jokes as, as sharp as possible. And the only way to do that is just keep doing them. Yeah, it's, it's repetition. It's just getting those reps in. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, and every joke is different. You know, there, there's a couple stories that I do in my act sometimes now that I wrote the original premise 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. but it wasn't right. I wasn't a good enough comic to pull it off yet, you yeah. know, but like you keep working it, you keep working it, you keep working. It, and eventually now it's like, Oh, I, I figured out how to make this work, mm. you know? And, and, you know, the back of the room, like, like I want the respect of my peers. Like that was super important for me that once I got AGT, no one seemed mad about it. Like, mm -hmm. like no comic, none of my friends, yeah. no comics I've worked with were upset that I got that opportunity. And that meant a lot to me. But at this, at this, on the same token, though, I'm not catering to them because they're, they're industry, you know? It's yeah. like, like, like right. if you're a chef making food that other chefs will like, you're doing it wrong. Your business, <laughs> you're going to go out of business. You know, yeah. you, you, you need my fat ass to think your food's good. <laughs> so I'll keep spending money <laughs> at your place. And that's the thing. I, I, don't, I don't ever want to be one of those comics that, that, that even, uh, you know, I've been in the entertainment industry a long time, and there's a lot of jealousy, and no matter what you're doing, you know, like, I was in music, and, you know, my band got signed to Universal, and it was just like, all the other bands around, it was just like, it, that were, it, it was like this big jealous, you know, big green-eyed monster of jealousy everywhere, and like, I don't ever want to feel that. I mean, I know if I start doing well, I know there's probably going to be some of that, but, you know, I don't I mean ever want to be that guy. I mean, a lot of that's human nature. You're always going to have at least a tinge of yeah. like, 
Well, I remember when I, I used to bury Jason at open mics. Why the hell is he getting, you know, <laughs> that you're going to have a little yeah. bit of that in your head. But, but something I've learned, and, and this is advice I would want to give as well, there's no such thing as spots. So there's not like a finite amount of spots. Because, yes. you know, for instance, when I got America's Got Talent, you could have gotten America's Got Talent too if they right. wanted you that year. You know, I didn't take your opportunity. They gave me one. They could have given you one as well. They just didn't that year. So it's like, like it's the same thing. Like if I get a comedy special, they don't like go, well, this person can't have one now <laughs> because we gave one to him. It's just like, no, like if, if you're marketable and they like you and they see something in you, they'll give you one too. And I always kind of try to remember that. Like what, what you're doing, I, 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 like you failing does not benefit me in any way whatsoever. Yeah. There, there is no, because like, say, 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 like I'll say hypothetically, one of you guys gets on AGT and you bomb, and I was mad you got on AGT. Like you bombing doesn't suddenly get me on AGT now. It just means you bombed. <laughs> like that's all it is. Like what do I gain from that? Nothing. So it's like like it's a little human nature to be jealous. But what you're doing does not affect what I'm doing at all. Well, you got to focus on my shit. Yeah, you got to look for your own opportunities and make your own opportunities. And you know my philosophy is never turn anything down. You know, like if there's a spot open somewhere, take it. If you can go here and do an open mic, take it, you know, just whatever you can do to make your opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's one of those things like you got to be smart about it. Like, like obviously there, there's a little more nuance to it than just <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. say yes to everything. Cause like, cause I got to a certain point, like early on, this is such an expensive hobby. You know, you spend so much on gas, you, you yeah. might get a half price chicken wings or something <laughs> like that, like as your payment. You know, whatever it was, you get a drink ticket, but like, I don't even drink. So that drink ticket was useless to me. <laughs> so for a while, like, obviously you got to pay your dues and get out there. But it also got, you get to a certain point too, where you got to be smart. Because like, when I started featuring pretty consistently, you know, I'm like six, seven years in, and I was a really strong feature. And I was living in Indiana. I couldn't go to Boise, Idaho for $150. Yeah. You know, it's going to cost you more to get there. You have to be a little smart. You can't always do this at a loss. And like certain points, you got to be careful with it. Mm -hmm. But you got to grind and you got to know what, you know, what's beneficial to you. Because I'm also a big believer too. And I know this is a little unpopular with some comics. Not every open mic, not all stage time is good stage time. If I'm going to a volatile, drunk ass, yeah. nobody listening, I don't right. get, I can't work on my bits. I'm not gaining anything from that. I'm going to stay home and play video games because yeah. <laughs> something might happen in the video game that I think is funny and I can write a bit about. Putting myself right. on stage for the sake of being on stage doesn't always benefit you. Yeah. You know, but so, but, it, but it's, not wasting those opportunities, I think, for me, is more important. It's not, don't dick around. If it's an open mic, don't fuck around just because your friends are there. Yeah. You're, you're there to work. Put the work in. That's you know, don't, don't dick really around. Really good advice. Like, that's some yeah, really yeah. good advice you just spewed out. And that's some great advice to wrap up on because I know that uh, you're a very busy man, especially today, and you have other stuff going on. And, uh, man, we're, we're really, we're really glad and honored and happy that yes. uh, you decided to sit down with us today. Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll do this again sometimes when I, uh, when I don't have a thing immediately after this. Oh yeah. We'll love to go. Oh, go ahead, Jacob. I was going to say, if you ever want to come to Mississippi, I have a room that I can put you up in and, uh, yeah, man, if you, uh, if you want to do a spot over here, I can hook you up. And we'll see. Maybe we can make that happen. I, I do need to, uh, no, I have, never mind. I'm trying to perform in all 50 States. And I was like, I yeah. have done one show in Mississippi. I forgot about that. I did. Uh, 
something on the coast years ago. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, where, we where we are, man. <laughs> yeah. But but I do need uh, this. This is so stupid. But my uh, my fiance collects the the Starbucks uh, mugs, like the state mugs. I do need to get a Mississippi one, so I will be there. We'll we'll make this happen. <laughs> so I get one of those damn mugs. I got a Starbucks right around the corner from the house here. So. Nice. We'll make this work. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you. Anytime you want to come back, please let's let's talk again. Absolutely. You guys just let me know and uh, and thanks for plugging the show. Yeah, like I said, it's a uh, August 27th to 29th at the Stardome. There's still some tickets available, so so come hang out. And uh, if you if you are there because of this show, let me know that. And uh, <laughs> go to CrippleThreat.com, and that's where you can pick up your tickets. Um, and, and if you want to book, uh, if you want to book them, it's it's all right there. CrippleThreat. Yeah, if you want me to roast your dad, like yes. we talked about earlier, I can. <laughs> we'll come do that. But Mr. Nee Miller, thank you so much for for hanging out with us tonight. Absolutely, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you, Jacob. You thank got you so anything much. you want to say before we're out of here tonight? Uh, I just love soup so much. Dude. You love soup. <laughs> but let's go ahead and get out of here. If you want to email us, you can email us at pop at pop culture palette at open micers at gmail open micers podcast at gmail dot com. We're at open micers on Twitter and Instagram and open micers podcast on Facebook. And that's going to do it for this week. And we will see you next Wednesday.